everyone, and welcome back to Between Realities. It's Season 3, Episode 10. How the hell are you? My name is Alex. I am joined here by my co-host, Giva. How's it going, dude? I am fantastic. I know. Yes, I am fantastic. It is Between Realities Friday, as our community has dubbed it. Oh, I like that. And uh, yeah, we got a freaking awesome guest. I'm really excited just, just working on this guy's thumbnail, man. I just laughed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll have to see if he's a one-trick pony because you know I'm hoping he's got more in his wheelhouse than just a foot behind the head. Uh, hello to everyone in chat. Uh, we've got Lissa VR in the house. I saw Sean from Rendered Realities here. How's it going, brother? So glad you could make it and uh, you know not make false promises like we've once known you to do. I guess at this point you're off. You're off the hook, right? Like assuming you're still here, you might have dipped out by now. Oh no, you're here. Okay, good. You're off the hook now, Sean. So thanks for being here, Mister. Um, we will be on. Coffee and VR tomorrow morning. That's true. More about that later. But yeah, it's going down. We're going to be on that show. Yep. Um, Starcade Arcade, how's it going? Mr. Trinidad's here. Glitch Fandango, Future, the homies. Like, hey, dudes, yes. what's going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, Onikaze is here. VR Central, Mr. Wise Director. How's it going, dude? Croy VR. Ready Player Rick is here. Um, who else is here? Anybody? Uh, the whole the whole crew. We got the everybody. Whole crew, man. And I'll tell you what, we are not starting the show officially until everyone clicks that subscribe button. Mm. Fucking, yes. Fucking subscribe. Click it, or we just sit here like this. Subscribe, like, and um, that's it, actually. You don't even yeah. have to comment. Just like and subscribe. Yeah. All right, so waiting in the wings <laughs> with us is a good friend of mine, and I don't even know how it happened, frankly. I guess we'll get into it, but um, super funny dude. He does... Uh, virtual reality comedy sets he's a vr youtuber he's got a podcast the guy's out there trying to make it in la and we're super excited to have him on the show please welcome andy obscure nerd southern hello sir what's going on guys thank you for having me dude from straight from the chat boom onto the show man i love it we're in it that's the transition that's it your first chat then your guest and then you're the host and then you take it over I think that's it. We're signing the papers after yeah, this, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. You know? <laughs> well, thanks for joining, man. This is uh, this is awesome. Like I said, it's like I feel like we're good friends now, and I, I barely know how that happened. Like, yeah, it's been it's been wild. Uh, you were actually like sort of the first uh, person in the VR sphere who I connected with outside of the the comedy. Nice. Yeah, and I cool. had the in knowing Kyle Render and kind of attending some of those shows, so I was like kind of messing around with those guys. So it makes sense that. We uh, got to know each other a little bit, but I mean, you're pretty new to the VR space for the most part, aren't you? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, I've been sort of having a weird journey because I actually started in VR as a developer in 2016. Like the, I got, I got this vibe like winter of 2016 because I was obsessed with just the potential of VR and entertainment. Back then I was trying to develop a virtual reality theater company, which, uh, spoiler alert, uh, flopped. but but i was very excited about it and and uh you know i just didn't have the technical knowledge as a developer um to make it happen but i always was just obsessed with how can i bring this love that i have for vr and connect it with all of this live performance and comedy that i've been doing and uh this year i finally the pandemic forced me to figure it out Yeah, that's that's the case, man. A lot of people got all this time put back in their hands and had to do something yeah, with it. And, the pandemic uh, changed a lot of lives, man. It really did. A lot yeah. of lives. Yeah. Duty VR is here. It's his first time catching the show live. What's up, Duty? Which is exciting. Duty. That means that he's catched he's watched the show not live. So oh, if you've seen it not live, yeah, now yeah. you're here live. That that was actually the first step. 
I see Sweaty Nugget JJ in the chat. What's up? Yep. Sweaty oh, what's going on? Dude, Sweat <laughs> Nug Jay. Let me tell you about Sweat Nug Jay. Sweat, <laughs> tell me about Sweat Nug Jay. He's been there. He's been there since the beginning. The beginning. Like, like episode one. Sweat Nug Jay is there yep. in the chat, hyping it up. Yep. So thank you for your support, dude. I'm pretty sure he's got some between reality swag too. Doesn't oh yeah, he, he does. Yeah, he does. Ooh, I got to order fan. some of that now. You know, what, yeah, what a great opportunity for us to plug the Between Reality store. Holy Ooh. fuck. Check it out. I'm wearing... Oh, I, I had the hoodie on when I came over. Ah, my hoodie's over there. My He's wearing a hat, which is not for sale. Not it's a prototype sale. hat. I've prototype. got the fucking coffee mug. And if you were smart, you'd probably get something. You know, something. one of these things. Support them so they can release the experimental hats. We need them. <laughs> yeah, we've been experimenting. These hats are experimental. You know why? They exist between realities. Oh boy! Indeed, that they do. Indeed, that they do. So you're. So I guess you're not exactly new to the VR space then, because 2016, if I remember that year correctly. Yeah, it was in the shadows then. Yeah, that's an mm. early. That's an early year to be involved. Certainly yeah. before I was involved in anything. But yeah, in the past year for sure, since I guess since the pandemic, you uh, have really kind of stepped up and stepped into the VR spotlight and you jumped on that shorts thing right at the right fucking time. Yeah, didn't that you? was crazy. That was I was just trying that out because um, I had wanted a separate channel for like non VR games like flat gaming and for live streams and just for like clips, like a clips channel. And so I was like, oh, you should try one of these VR shorts. And I put it up there and it's at, I think it's at 3 million views now, which has been just insane. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> it's yeah. And it, wow. it, it for a month it had no views. And then after a month, it just like blew up. Wow. And the whole video is me making a dirty joke uh, about myself in the VR hand physics lab. So that's what I'm known for, I guess. That's so <laughs> Paradise Decay is here. I don't know if you noticed. He did he. He slid uh, up in Paradise the house. DK. Paradise Decay. I don't know why I said DK, but DK. Paradise <laughs> PDK, dude. It's great to see you, man. Thanks for for yeah. being here. So was this 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 video that you did this short? I got three fucking million views on YouTube. Um, yeah, is this crazy. the one that was uh, before or after the one that you released when you were using the hand tracking app with controllers? And I was giving you. Oh, this is the one right after yeah. that. <laughs> and he puts up a video of of uh, what is that shit called? Yeah. Like the hand, hand tracking physics lab. lab. Yeah, hand yeah. physics lab. It's but he didn't realize app. it was hand tracking. So he's playing it with his controller. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> and that video got like 500 views in a day. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> but that's sort of the running theme of my channel. The whole the whole concept when I started was because I was like, I know I'm never gonna be an elite player. I'm not going to be a proficient VR player, but I love it so much. That I was like, what can I bring to it? And I sort of decided my character would be like a VR reviewer if he knows absolutely nothing about any of the games he's playing. And I so the it. fact that I didn't know what I was doing there, it played into it perfectly. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah. That's so I thought I'd come up with this character that was me. Exactly. It's, it's basically <laughs> a failsafe for when I screw up. I'm like, that's the character. <laughs> Uh, Danny Hunkley's here. He's also one of the OGs. Danny's my homie. Yeah, pretty sure Danny. Danny's yep. been here since day one. Yep, yes. absolutely. It was before day one. Mm -hmm. I shoot the shit about this show with him and the designs and all that stuff since before, before the show even started. That's He's awesome. the OG. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So, yep. um, YouTube, comedy, how's it been going, man? I mean, 3 million views on a video is pretty fucking sweet. But, you know, it's a it's a short, so you can't cash in on it, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Do you see a trend? No monetization on shorts? No. 
No, there's it's yeah, I mean it's pretty much all you get is subscribers and and it put that YouTube channel got picked up in the algorithm a lot. So like the, on that end it was nice, but oh, um That's good. That's good. Yeah, cuz they don't do ads, right? For the shorts, is that why? Yeah, they don't run ads on them. Because if they do, I'm going to go down there to YouTube. I'm going right. to be smacking some fools. Right, because if it's not monetized, then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Well, I had a friend who's like, oh, I got 100,000 views on a video, and I made like $1,000 in 2007. And I was like, it's not like that anymore. But yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying the VR, the VR channel a lot. Because, um, yeah, I started because LA, um, where I'm living right now, comedy pretty much got canceled. Live comedy is still pretty much canceled where before the pandemic I, I had started the channel but i wasn't really using it i was just doing some vr chat things and then that hit and i was like before that i was going out and doing stand-up like six nights a week so i was like what do i do with my life now right. <laughs> that was my whole social <laughs> day my whole everything outside of work and yeah. uh wow yeah then I, that's when i realized that vr is such a potential especially for my i focus a lot on like improv comedy because you can get really, really amazing personal interactions that sort of highlight the community and highlight me as being the joke of it. So it's it's funny, but not at anybody's expense but my own. That's the idea, I, I, I hope. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I guess with the exception of some social VR stuff, right? Like, well, I, I, I had somewhere ahead of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people, uh, you got to highlight the good and the bad of the community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know, it's... I mean, I feel like we do a good job of that here on this show. You know, mostly we, the good here. We praise it. Oh, we talk a lot. Oh, we do bad. talk a lot of shit about Facebook <laughs> and stuff. That's true. And stuff like yeah, that. and yeah, like I'm you sure. know, the social interactions yeah. of Echo VR. Like oh, we talk yes. about that a lot. Yes. Know? Yeah. Spe speaking of that, so so Hyperdash came out, right? Mm, hell yeah. Yeah. So Hyperdash came out. It was a really really good game. And uh, while I'm talking about that, maybe I'll see if I can put it on a trailer. But anyway, one of the bad things, since we're kind of into the bad stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig in the weeds. That's where yeah. I live. Hold on. Let me mute the. I am. I love that game too. So intense. It really is. It's so fun. But here's here's why I wanted to mention it is I have a good friend who is actually here in chat, I believe. Um, uh, Robin is here, and she bought this game. Very very excited to go into this game and play it. And multiple times, did I do that? Oh, what look that? at that, dude! Nice. Whoa! Oops! How did that happen? Is that know. still happening? No. Oh. Oops. Sorry, guys. I, I'm messing everything up today. What a weird anyway, scene. I've never even seen that. I know. Shh. What <laughs> scene we're not supposed to. What the fuck? <laughs> Man, it's a good thing I wore pants today. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you guys how many shows I've done oh, no. where my dick is out underneath the table. <laughs> now, this is why I came on. Yes. <laughs> whenever, whenever you hear this, it's, it's usually Alex's wing-wing <laughs> yeah. smacking against the table. I knew we had a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. I knew so, there was a reason why we were friends. <laughs> We've been skating around it this whole time. Yeah, oh, you yeah. see my comedy. You know what I talk about. <laughs> so Hyperdash is this really, really good game, right? I mean, frigging good. But it's being currently ruined by the community. So Robin went in there. Robin is, is a girl, in case you didn't pick up from the name. And both times she went in there, she couldn't even play because everyone got right up in her face and started making horrible, horrible comments to her. 
like in harassing her and like made it so she just had to leave the game. And after a couple times of that happening in a row, she had to refund it. Wow. That's what a- the beep? I mean, I don't know. This sounds like toxicity. children to me, bro. Of like, course. But I mean, yeah. like toxicity and <laughs> multiplayer levels is such a big deal in VR, especially because when you're just on a screen, someone's on your screen, they're annoying the hell out of you. But in VR, they're like, you have all of these people, all yeah, of these you, robots. You feel like they can be face. in your face about yeah. it. Yeah. Like touch you. Yeah. They're in your face. It's, it's very, very intimate. You know what I mean? And it's not a good thing. And, you know, Echo VR had a similar problem at one time. And then they started doing some moderated lobbies. Yeah, I didn't want to deal with that shit. Right. And I, and I feel like this is a problem. This is a problem in VR. It just is where you get people that are kind of new to VR. Everything is very intense to them. Right. And then you get harassed multiple times mm-hmm. where all of these people are surrounding you just saying bad things. And like, that's how it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. So if you're yeah. out, if you're one of those people, go fuck yourself. If you're not, <laughs> then let's make it yeah. so this stuff doesn't happen. And my favorite moments are the ones where I get to interact with one of those people. Like I did a video recently in VR chat where I ran into someone like that, that, that did get in the video where the whole mm. point of the video, I was like, I'm just going to pretend I'm a Steven Seagal fan. Oh, that was, was gonna, so good. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to go up to people in VR chat and see how long it takes for someone to tell me that they're also a Steven Seagal fan. And the yeah. first guy I go up to, I say, do you like Steven Seagal? And he's like, Oh, fuck you. What are you doing here? Like this and that he just goes off. <laughs> And so, uh, sorry for swearing. Oh yeah, oh come on. That was his quote. That was his quote. <laughs> and, uh, and and my favorite part was instead of reacting to it like he wanted me to, I was like, oh, so you haven't heard of Steven Seagal? You haven't seen Fire Down Below? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like going through all the. <laughs> yeah, I just act like I had no idea who was angry, and eventually his anger turned into him just being like, no, tell me more about Steven Seagal, because he realized he was getting nowhere with me. And you just see them slowly get disarmed in their attempts to troll, and the, and you just break them down to like a human level again. Those are my favorite VR moments. You know, <laughs> I I understand the problem, right? I mean, I I know that there is a problem. I understand that there is a problem. Maybe I don't understand the entirety of the problem, but mm-hmm. I understand that there is one. And I give I'm giving at the moment the the uh, adult VR community the benefit of the doubt that it, that it ain't them. Like for real, right. like mm-hmm. I, I really do think that the main issue is that we have true immaturity in these multiplayer lobbies, like yes. like lack of adulthood, you know, like yes. so you get some fucking 13 year old, yeah. 14 year old who mom left to go to the fucking grocery store for a couple hours or something. You got the house to yourself and you can finally go ham in the headset and not get in trouble, you know, like yeah. that's oh, what I yeah. think is happening, like more than anything else. So I, I almost how do I say this? I don't want to give them too much credit, you know, like I, I understand that it, that it's an issue, but like, it's a bunch of fucking kids that are yeah. just in there, you know, like that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like when we were kids and you were seeing, or at least when I was a kid, I was seeing a lot of kids get raised on Xbox 360. Their parents would just leave them alone on the 360 and you were getting the same exact thing, but there was a, a degree of separation because it was just kids yelling at you through a headset. And I think it's really kids going through that exact stage that a lot of those 360 kids went through. But now you have full body tracking and you're in lobbies in VR with 40 or 50 year old people who just don't want to put up with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it, it is a, it is a problem. Like you said, 
back from the Xbox days and the PlayStation days, this is just something that has always been, right? But those companies had to go in and they had to fix the issue. They had to figure mm-hmm. out ways to to start moderating these these things and, and start listening in on what's happening and banning accounts. And I'm wondering if uh, if Oculus is going to start taking that same stance. I mean, they've talked about it, but I haven't seen anything actually happen. Mm-hmm. I've only seen people get banned for doing legit things. Right. You know, like buying yeah. a headset, not using their Facebook account enough, or something stupid right. like that. But people can that. go in there and harass everybody, and it's totally fine, and no one gets banned. So I don't really understand what's happening there, Oculus, or, or I should say Facebook. Right. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. VR Essentials, how's it going, dude? Lazius, he's the homie. VR Bug is here, and um, Delirium Drew squeezing in. Drew, what's up, Drew? Drew? Nice, (laughs) good people. Yeah, it's Um, too bad because because Hyperdash is fun, and I believe this issue could be mostly managed if they were just have squad support. Because then you just go in with your friends, and that's the end of the story, yes. right? But with no squad support, you just go in, and whoever you're with is whoever you're with, which is a damn shame for anything multiplayer because I want to play with my friends mm-hmm. and I don't want to play at all. Yeah, I mean, so. I usually turn chat off unless I'm recording a video in general. Like Echo, when I play Echo, which I do a lot, I, I almost always have chat off, um, which is a bummer because having chat on obviously makes the teamwork more helpful, but of course, I just yeah. find I can't play for more than half an hour, at least with Echo especially, without having yeah. to. Well, I'll tell you what. It's a damn shame. I try to like think about my my life, right? And I like reflect on my behavior in, in over the years, you know, and I'm turning 34 next month and I haven't always been in my thirties, you know, like I remember like those beer pong years, you guys remember the beer pong years? Hell yeah. I, I was oh, a yeah. fucking brick. I was a brick. Yeah. I would say the most atrocious things I could think of to you at the beer pong table to throw your game off. Like, I'm not even kidding, dude. Like I would, oh, yeah. I would, oh, I would serious. cut, I would cut deep. I would target your insecurities. Like, See, I'm not even wow. But that skill set, you should be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, That's I actually very helpful in comedy. I do have a dream of of uh, doing a set and in uh, come to Bill Surrender. surrender. I'm I'll going to. With you. It's, I um, would love to. Yeah, I just I haven't put it together, cool. but I do want to put together uh, like a five minute routine sometime just for fun because I think I could. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun, <laughs> especially but, in VR. It's it's a lot easier barrier to entry, I think. Yeah, that's for sure. And because I'm already in it, I'm already comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the point I'm making is that, like, I wouldn't do that now if I went into an echo lobby. But if I was like a few beers deep in my 20s after a couple games of beer pong and I went into there, fuck, man, I don't know that I would have acted too much. To, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be derogatory towards women. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, yeah, there's I, some I never fucking did pricks that, out but there. I was, I did say some, I used to actually. I started YouTube in 2006. Uh, like when YouTube first wow. started, I had a YouTube channel that I'm so thankful is now deleted <laughs> because <laughs> it used to be pretty popular. It was getting like 50,000 views per video, but wow. I, was in, I was in middle school and it was all troll videos. And I'm not proud of those oh. because it, it was all Gary's Mod troll videos. So I definitely, I understand those people. I understand where they're coming from. But I'm glad that, that, um, people are trying to take steps to stop that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not saying that what I did was good. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying I, I was a, I've been a dick in my time, you know, like yeah. I try not to be now, but I have been before. I'm just keeping it real. Just, you yeah. know, like <laughs> give, give these guys five, 10 years and maybe they'll look back on their behavior and be like, dude, I used to go in the lobbies. And if I yeah. had a girl, 
I would rip her apart. But then there'll be but then there'll be new new douchebags out there ruining people's yeah. time. So so someone's gonna get someone's <laughs> gonna get this shit. Bag. <laughs> like new money. <laughs> someone's gonna get this shit under control. Is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because it's ruining people's times. And and like I said, developers developers do not launch a game without squad support if it's multiplayer. Don't yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Just I mean don't that's do just it. the basic thing that you should, especially yeah. VR. Because like I, I do think this issue is a lot more highlighted in VR because of how personal the interactions are, and so I think there is an added need for having to address it in VR as opposed to other games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree totally. Well, I'm pretty sure Hyperdash is on it. Like I, from what yeah, I heard, so, someone said that it. they're working on something, so that should be coming out soon. Look good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, very cool. And it'll have B haptic support in the next update. Oh, I'm that's excited. Right. I'm, I'm thinking about getting that B haptics with my uh, tax refund, dude. Uh, I mean, whatever you guys can chalk my shit up to like biased if you want, but it's fucking legit. If yeah. it wouldn't, if it wouldn't, if it doesn't break the bank, it's legit. And I also and, feel like it would add for a lot of comedy. I think there's some funny things that you could do with with how people interact with it. Absolutely. I mean, people have a reaction to it. Like the second anybody hears that you're wearing a haptic vest in a in a multiplayer title, like they immediately just want to like interact with it, yeah. and, like you know, trigger something. Yeah. Be like, oh, can you feel this? Like, there's like, yeah, there's like definitely an interest surrounding it. Yeah. So, yeah. I love. There's, like, there's been some viral videos out there too. People using the vest. Oh yeah, I love those kind of like one of my favorite moments, which I feel like the, I don't know why B haptics reminded me of this, but one of the first things I did in VR chat that made me realize. Uh, how many different things you could do comedically with the with VR as a medium was I was with someone they're like, oh, I'm holding my cat right now in a VR chat bar. And their hands were like this, and you could see that they were holding the cat. And I said, everybody, everybody in here has to pet this cat. And then everyone <laughs> lined up. And the video was me and like 50 people just petting an imaginary cat. <laughs> I was like, can your cat feel this? Is this working or is this just kind of creepy? <laughs> Yeah. It's like some weird communal, like everybody now, was in on, on let's now just imagine if together. the cat was wearing the B haptics kitty version of the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can just wrap wrap the tactosi for arm around the cat. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Virtually um, cut the cat. Yeah, that Sean would have been in heaven. <laughs> Sean, did you see my video today? I I was in a I well actually it was our video. Really? Ooh, yeah. The Synth Riders video. So Synth Riders got native support from B Haptics today. Ooh, do you think maybe Ooh, nice. we should uh, uh, preview some of some of that footage yeah. while we talk? Yeah. yeah let's Toss it up. So I yeah, you'd Synth Riders. That out. It's uh, it's actually really exciting because um, Starcade Arcades here also they've been messing around with B Haptics and adding it to some of their titles, which we're excited to hear about. They said it's a game changer, and uh, it definitely is. One of the things that I love about this native integration specifically is that this is a way to use the haptics that's like not getting shot or blown up, you know, yes. like, which is most of the cases. Like you're playing Hyper Dash, Pop One, Onward, you know, like you're out there like blasting, getting hit, ripped up by zombies. There's like all kinds of like action and attacking and getting attacked. Yep. Yeah, that's like, sort like of the obvious application of it. Totally. And this is like vibing, you know, like, yeah there's those like grind rails that you put your hands on and like they really feel a connection to that like oh know? that seems cool yeah it's sick dude um and it's fucking native for the quest like we That's need huge. more quest native integration yeah, for sure for sure that's yeah. definitely the way to continue going i think uh in terms of connecting with vr community on a biggest scale mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and this uh, footage that you guys are seeing right now was shot here in the Between Reality Studio. Um, we're going to be blowing this channel up. Yeah, we're man. like, we're right. We're going to actually, we should probably start saying this now. This, we've been calling this show Between Realities, but this show is going to be known as the Between Realities VR podcast. And there will be other shows on the Between Realities channel very soon, including yep. stuff like this, mixed yes. reality gameplay. There uh, will be, yep, there'll be a full mixed reality thing where we, we go deep with some advanced mixed reality um, uh, things as you're seeing here in this video. And Alex's incredible dance moves, which <laughs> I could never replicate in a million years. The rhythm of an angel. Yes. <laughs> Skeeter Actually, was saying like that. You at a dance club. This is what I look like when I go out. Yeah. He was saying um, that he was like glad to be behind the camera for this. Yes. Because I played this song like three or four times in a row to get all the different angles. Yeah. And like by the third, I was fucking oh, I would panting have been and sweating. Wheezing. I would have been genuinely wheezing. <laughs> I played you know, an hour and a half of Population One once and I had to use my inhaler three times. <laughs> Above the recommended dosage. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, you know, I I you know, I I'll play population one for seven or eight hours in a day, but you put on all the haptics gear, and while it is absolutely friggin' amazing, it makes you sweat more. It, it just does. does. You're just adding more layers of stuff to mm -hmm. your, you know, while you're playing an active game. But man, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. It really is. It's and for the record, it has not always been worth it. Like when Skeeter and I first got the Behaptics Fest, we like filmed an unboxing, we hooked it up, played Sorrento and threw all the fight. And then at the end, after we had all this footage, we looked at each other and we're like, yeah. like, are yeah. we that stoked right now? <laughs> like, we're not, you know, like yeah. the wind kind of got taken out of our sails once we like tried to get in there. But yeah. It was a fucking turning point. At that time, there were only two games mm -hmm. supporting. I mean, yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like especially with a technology like that when it's first coming to the, the consumer market, it's got to be hard to convince developers to spend time and money on investing and in having support for it out the totally. gate. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's mostly easy, right? Like it's kind of just like plugging in subtitles in a movie. It's like when this happens, show this. Kind of yeah, situation. I'm guessing it's like mapping a controller. Um, but the controllers mm -hmm. like little nodes on a on a vest or something. And there's different ways you can do it too. Like I've seen some developers attach it to sound clicks. So like whenever a sound plays, it will trigger that. So it's like not yes. even the event, it's the sound clicking. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get certain things to trigger when Oh, you could use that in like story games in such a cool way to tie the sound to the way that you feel in your body. You know, if you if it's mm -hmm. a creepy moment, you get like sort of a shake through your spine or something. That could be cool. Yeah. Uh in Rinlo. Um, which is kind of like a moss slash um, like down the rabbit hole, like third person puzzler kind of game. Um, there's like stealth portions kind of like, uh, you know, like Metal Gear or whatever, when you like cross by the guard thing and he like sees you. And in that moment where like he catches you, like the vest like jolts you as if like you got startled mm -hmm. by him, you know, and it's a really good effect. It's like, oh, cool. and it like makes me feel a little bit of that like startleness. Yeah, it's good. That's awesome. We need and, that to support uh, VR stand-up, so every time you bomb, you can feel your heart sink. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need. As if, as if the the actual heart sink wasn't wasn't immersive enough. Yeah, I wanted to come through to the virtual world. Uh, so funny. Well, it really was a turning point when Half Life Alex came out. Like that was that, that was, was just point. a turning point. That went from zero to hundred yep. in half a second. Yep. Like I went from that vest collected so much friggin' dust at my house. Because I was like, ah, nah. And then Half-Life Alex. Holy shit. I went back through that game again in that vest. 
Oh, that must so be cool. Goddamn good. And with the facial interface and everything, the head crabs hit your face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Forget about it, man. Mm -hmm. Forget. It's a new level of immersion. And you know what? Level. Like this, I mean, I, I swear I don't mean to talk too much about this, but like it, you, once you get the vest and once you get like addicted to the haptics, you get the other features. It's like one of those things like you can't. That's why I'm it. trying to wait till you I have a lot of them. Yeah. I'm going to be addicted yeah. to it. Because once some once like you're used to like visually seeing something pass through and registering on your body, and then it happens over here, and there's nothing, or you get headshot and there's nothing, then the disconnect becomes even more apparent. Like before, mm -hmm. you like weren't aware of how numb you were to everything, mm -hmm. but then once you start to feel just here, but not here or here, you're like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then you get to start buying more pieces yeah. and more pieces, yeah. and then you turn into a friggin' haptics yeah. addict. Yeah. Well, I was like this <laughs> even with early like experiential controllers like that you guys remember this this is early i don't know if anyone remembers this i think i was the only person who was into this it was called the falcon controller and what it was was like a gyro like a gyro ball that had these like um fabric strands that came off and they attached to a, another ball and you could move this ball and push it forward and back and if you put you could interact with the surfaces in the game so like if there was a, a wall and you pushed it, your hand would stop at the wall. And if you shot, it would have like recoil. Wow. So I wasted so much money on that. And it was like Counter-Strike source that supported it. And that was it. Right. Yeah. And that's the, that's the big thing. It really comes down to support, you know, all the time, every time, Yeah. you, you yep. know, with no, with, you can have the coolest hardware in the world, but if it doesn't work with anything, it's just a paperweight. And you know, I have the, the hands for hippie haptics and I have the feet naturally. I have the whole thing. And um, I finally have a use case for the feet that I think I'm going to use when I, every time I play this game now. And it's fucking Population 1. Nice. The feet in Pop 1 are so good because when you are flying, when you land, it gives you like, oh, like you landed on the ground. Yeah. And it's, it's great. And you can Damn also it. feel the pod. Damn it, Alex. Pod, buy more shit. And you can... Oh. In the pod. But that's nice. like basically the only game that it really makes any sense oh, to play. That's true. Even like Blade and Sorcery, unless you have trackers on your feet and can actually kick enemies, it doesn't yeah. really make sense mm -hmm. to wear. You guys yeah. should get like a, a knee tracker so when you do Skyrim VR, you can get shot in the knee. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a nine year old <laughs> arrow to the knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, what we've been waiting for. <laughs> no, we have been waiting for haptics in VR porn. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah I have. That's a reality. <laughs> I, Whoa. <laughs> I I did an I did an interview with a with a uh, VR pornographer in VR chat. Now that was probably the most strange video Ooh, I ever did. That sounds awesome. Check yeah. it out on Obscure Nerd VR yes. on YouTube. Yeah. VR porn interviews. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty proud that if you if you search uh, VR chat escort on YouTube, I think I'm number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aspen Darkfire is here in the chat. How's Aspen, it going? Aspen, what's up, buddy? He picked up a few haptics vest recently, and I've actually barely I gotten his thoughts on it. So I'm gonna have AD. We need to catch up, man. Like, let's let's chat sometime soon. Yeah, I was playing Pop One with him last night. Nice. Yeah, he's a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I love good AD. Stuff. Good stuff. Nice. So maybe you can help us with something, Andy, because I'm, I'm sure you can see us right now. We're kind of like. You know, we're like very intimate here. We're like huddled around this single microphone, you know, and I, while I love it, um, you know, you have a podcast, which I'm hoping you'll tell us a little bit about. And I couldn't help but notice that when you were on a show, like there's all four of you guys in the same room. Everybody's got a microphone. Everything sounds fucking great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your show and then give us some advice with these microphones because we're kind of we don't know. What oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. So the, that show, it's um, I'm sort of like a recurring guest on it. Um, 
every probably two weeks I go on. But my buddies um, own a podcast studio. It's a professional podcast studio. Um, one block away from my house, which is awesome. So I just walk over there. It is really nice. Yeah, and it's all stand-up comedians. Like they've had Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers come through there, wow. and uh, Mark Marin did an interview on there. So a lot of cool people work with them. And um, yeah, we go there once a week, and we just sort of—it's um, like an Opie and Anthony uh, Howard's oh, wow. type of show. Yeah, it's I haven't like heard a, that name in a while. Yeah, oh, so I'm a big cool. fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. just—it's a bunch of rotating comedians. We have people from like America's Got Talent come on, and. Um, just sort of shoot the shit but the uh yeah the, the mics we use um we're using like the really they these guys invested like fifteen thousand dollars into it damn it but all you, you need i'm telling you, you all invested you need, a bit as well not 15 grand all you need is two sure really? 57s that's all you need they're both 50 to 100 bucks you get two of those and a usb mixer and you can run both of the mics right through that and then right in the computer and it sounds great all right, send us links. We'll be I'll buying that shit. Links. We spent, spent. Really? I've spent a lot. Yeah, yeah. not not fifteen grand, <laughs> yeah. but I spent a lot. It's a nice <laughs> yeah. setup with no return. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that that is the part of it. I'm like, still waiting uh, on my whatever. YouTube returns. Yeah, it's yeah. like none of us are making it's any not, money. It's not for the return, though. You know what I mean? I guess it would no. be nice to get some money back for some of the equipment and. You know, I mean, I've dedicated my life to it pretty much. I don't have a living room. You know, I, 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 know. I hope it's to eventually break even. That's what I think success is. Sweet. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Just break even. Yep. But, um, yeah. I, I think YouTube's something that you can't do unless you love it. Like, the, yeah. the, especially during the pandemic, like I was in such a low point without stand-up comedy. I was doing VR videos probably once a day or uh, I was doing like every two days just because like I would sit around and try to be like, okay, I need to take the day off. And I was like, that's all I want to do right now. Cause it's, what's just keeping those like creative juices flowing and keeping me interacting with people yeah. more importantly. Yeah. Well, interacting with people is very important. You gotta, you gotta continue to engage community, especially this community, man, this community is so amazing. Like it's I, one thing if you have to like talk to people you don't want to talk to, but dude, the VR community is amazing. I love everyone. Like I, I genuinely feel like these people are kind of family. I know that's weird, mm -hmm. but like, I really do. I really love the people yeah. in this community. Well, and yeah. like, I mean, I was kind of touching on that a little while ago. It's like, how the fuck are we friends? You know, like, <laughs> how? like how, like no one, no one tried, you know, like we're just like all doing stuff that we like and the cross, the paths cross. And before you know it, you've been talking yeah. to this guy for fucking six months. And it's like, what the hell? You know who I want to give a shout out to as well, really quick. Um, one of the coolest people I have ever not met in real life, <laughs> but I just love this guy. And he's going through a really hard time as, um, as German Rifter. And, you know, I just want to throw a quick shout out because we love that guy. And, uh, you know, he's just having some hard times. And, you know, just want to say, we're here for you, buddy. Daniel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, dude. We love him. Yeah. I yep. do. I do love how supportive this community is because I've been. I, I call my channel Obscure Nerd because I've been sort of obsessed in, and dedicated to many, many different nerdy pursuits and communities in my life. And most of them, especially when you're like a new guy who comes in and then just gets really into it and starts doing a lot in their community, a lot of people uh, can, can, be, uh, uh, can try to push you away, like sort of have this weird thing. But the VR community literally has been the opposite. Like from yeah. the beginning, just people supporting and people reaching out and and people wanting to just hang out, play games. It's it's been really awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Very cool. Mateo311, what's in up, the baby? House. What's, what's up, going on? Make sure everyone takes a moment to say hi to Mateo, or he'll be very sad. So I'll be sad if you don't say hi to Mateo. Everyone say hi to Mateo. If you're here and you're in the chat, say something to Mateo and say hello and tell him that we love him. Because we do. <laughs> we do love you, Mateo. We really do. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the VR comedy thing. Because I've actually I've brought it up a handful of times on this show, but we've never really uh, had an opportunity to talk to somebody who has done it. Um, and you were... Were you you were making content already before Failed to Render came about? Or how did, yeah, how did I, it work I, out? Yeah, so it was kind of like the perfect storm because I started as a just a VR chat content creator. And uh, I, I had done it for about two months, then Failed to Render came out right when the pandemic hit. And so I had, I had doubled down on my VR channel and was looking for ways to do stand-up comedy because I appreciated Zoom shows, the Zoom stand-up comedy, but it's just not... Uh, you know, a lot of my style of comedy is I do a lot of my writing while I perform. It's mostly riffing and crowd work and sort of taking an idea and hitting off the audience and then playing off the reaction, which with virtual, every other form of virtual comedy, it doesn't work. Like Zoom comedy, all that. Mm-hmm. And There's they, a thing called Zoom comedy? Yeah, don't look into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically getting into a Zoom call and telling jokes to a silent Zoom call. It's, that sounds it's rough. A, it's hard. So I was like sort of against the whole virtual stand-up thing. Uh, like a lot of people were purists, you know, you can only do it live. And then somebody hit me up about VR comedy. And immediately I was like, this is perfect. Because they saw my YouTube channel, Kyle, um, Render, and Al Gonzalez. And Kyle saw my YouTube channel. And Al, I actually had worked with a lot of comedians that he had worked with already in real life in LA. And so they sort of reached out to me and said, hey, come do some time. And... um I did a video on a couple of my sets and it took off from there because the cool, the coolest thing why I think VR comedy and VR events in general are going to never go away when we get bigger is the personal nature of it. Like I can come out and you can do crowd work, but it's a whole new type of crowd work. Like I do crowd work based on people's avatars. You'll come out and say, oh, great. The guy in the front row shows the sad, tired avatar. I, this is like real life. <laughs> like that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and and there's just like a whole new lane of of premises and things, and you can tell, like I have ten minutes of material just about VR chat stories, which you can't do anywhere else. But right. it's so cool to share with a community of people who can experience it in real time and let you know in real time and react and heckle and you know all of the good and the bad that comes with live comedy. Mm-hmm. I uh, for me, like I have a I have a I'd like to get your perspective on something because. One of the things that I've noticed when I attend live comedy shows is a lot of times comedians put quite a bit of uh, stock in the audience reaction, right? And they actually will will auto like say it, you know, they'll talk about their insecurities, you know, and sometimes they're good at making a joke about it. And sometimes like, okay, well, that one wasn't very good. Let's try another one. Here we go. And they'll like try another one, you know, Um, I thoroughly enjoy stand up comedy. Like me too. I love it, me too. but yeah. I do not always audibly laugh at jokes. Like I'll, it'll land. Mm-hmm. I'll love it. I'll think it's great, but it didn't get a physical, like physiological reaction out of me, which is fine. It doesn't mean I didn't think it was funny. I just, I just didn't, yeah. I just didn't do it. And in VR, there's like this weird, it's really weird to balance this because like you want to show your appreciation 
and but you can't just read my body language and tell that I'm having a good time, right? So like, I guess I could hit the emojis or something. But at the end of the day, the the comedians in VR are still looking for a laugh, and mm -hmm. I get put in this weird spot. Whereas someone who's participating as an audience member, I almost feel forced, or not forced, but like like uh, pressured to make an audible response to something that I like. You know, and it's weird because in VR, yeah. I'm just sitting in my fucking living room, right? Like my fiance, soon to be wife, is like watching The Bachelor in the room next to me. And she doesn't <laughs> want to hear me outburst every 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what or I mean? Or she? Or yeah, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah maybe, maybe we're not communicating enough. I'm going to talk a little more about what she likes. Uh, but you, you, see, you see where I'm going with this, right? Like, yeah. It's, a, it's kind of like a weird position for me to be in as an audience member. And maybe you can give me some perspective as a comedian that does VR as to like how it feels to be up there and maybe what you expect from people who are witnessing. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line. Because a good comedian, if they're bombing, they'll double down on their material. And if they, if they address the bomb or address that there aren't laughs, it's in a way that is funny and gets it forward. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you'll see comedians who aren't hearing laughs who are doing well, who don't have enough confidence right. in their own material. And so they say, I'm not hearing laughs. I must be doing poorly. And they get self-conscious. And that, when comedians address that, I think it's more of just a experience thing. Some amateur shit. It's some amateur shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it is a weird thing. And I think that's like the ultimate audience complex with stand-up in general. Because um, I've done shows in small, small rooms of 30 people where everyone in that room feels very pressured to laugh because they're right. staring at you. And, and, if, and if they don't laugh, I'm looking right at them. I think that's like, <laughs> like one time I was doing a show at a bar where it was so quiet that I told my joke. I was talking to this audience member outside beforehand and I told my joke, silence. And I hear the guy whisper to the person next to him, I thought this guy was funnier outside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like, yeah. You just have to be a good comedian to not let things like that ruin your set, not let them take you out of your zone. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, a give and take. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, dude, like if I was in that silent room and you looked over to me, just like begging me, like, dude, Hey man, like, am I dying or what? And I look over at you, I would give you like a nod, you know, I could yeah. give you like some form of encouragement that doesn't require me to force myself to make a noise. You but know? it's hard yeah. because you don't have facial expressions and stuff like that right, right now. You know yeah, what I mean? I Once we have that, facial tracking, it would probably be easier. Mm -hmm. I think the key to being an audience member in there is to leave your mic off, but to just react as you would. Because the best laughs are the ones where people laugh when they don't want to. Like sometimes, and this right. is another thing I love about VR stand-up, is the, the best jokes, the best feeling in VR stand-up <laughs> is when you do a joke and you can see the head tracking of somebody go back like this and then forward yeah. and then back and then the hands start going like this because you know <laughs> you know that it hit a person and they're just sitting there watching all of a sudden it hit them and they're like just through their back laughing for just a second and you can see it happen in real time and that has honestly and i i honestly i feel like i'm unfair and i feel like i'm an unfair critic sometimes <laughs> you know like because people will actually have good stuff but because i've heard the best i like like yeah you know it's all right kind of situation, you know, like I can be a really tough critic, but I've been in field to render and I have, I have had jokes in there during those comedy shows land. Like I'm in VR, I'm chilling. I'm just nodding along, hitting the emojis, not giving the laughs that they want. And then a fucking joke hits and I'm just like, Oh, and it gets me, you know, like yeah. these guys are 
actually fucking funny in there and a lot oh, of yeah. them are have true professional stand-up yeah. experience so with with those guys right they are that this for people who haven't ever experienced this or haven't heard of fail to render um it is a lot of actual professional comedians that just aren't touring because of the pandemic right and they're yep. going into vr yep. and they're finding other ways to to get their comedy out there and to express themselves so i think it's super awesome i think everyone should support this because laughter is one of the best medicines for anything in life for anything you need to be laughing oh yeah um, and if not yeah. So anyway, you got to go in there and you got to check this out for sure. But yeah, if if you want to know what it looks like, I've got a whole playlist on my channel of VR stand-up bits that I've done. Um, if you want to just see what what it's like, because a lot of people just don't. I, I I'm guessing people here get it because we're all VR people. But a lot of people I explain it to until they see it with their own eyes, they don't understand how personal it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I did um a set three weeks ago. I did thirty minutes. I did a headlining set. It failed to render. Uh, just a thirty minute set. And about halfway through, somebody just made a joke in the audience, like under their breath about VR porn. And I was like, one of the best, the best comedians, I learned this when I was doing a bar show that um, Donnell Rawlings stopped by. He's, he's been on Joe Rogan a lot and he was on Dave Chappelle. He's incredible. And he just stopped by this little bar show that I was doing and he didn't do any material. He did 30 minutes of just reacting to things in the room and making them funny. And afterwards he said, if you want to be good at crowd work, you have to let the audience know that you are seeing everything they're seeing and hearing everything they're seeing. So if you're in a VR show and I hear somebody like snore, I'll call it out and I'll be like, I think somebody's dying. We need to get this guy checked. He's choking mm-hmm. on his tongue. Because <laughs> if you don't, the audience members are going to be like, wow, there's like people talking in this guy's set and he's just like pretending it's not happening. Right. And you got to be yeah. super fucking confident. Like you yeah. have to you own just have to every second. Yeah, I see. Uh, it, Tony's... You... Oh, always say sorry. Oh, it's all right. We're doing the shout out. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna shout out Tones, my bones. He's he just hopped into chat and um, he was asking where we can where he can check this stuff out. So so you can see um, our guest stuff from on the monitor below here. We have some links, but we also have links to all of stuff in the description. So make sure you go down there, clicky clicky, and likey likey everything if you can, because if you this guy's gonna crack you up, man. Mm-hmm. Serious. I'm not that spy. VR is here. What's up, dude? Oh, shout out! Homies I'm not that here. Delafar is here. We got the homies up in here right now. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. being here. Um, these comedy shows happen inside of Alt Space. Yeah, VR. and you can go to them for free in Alt Space three days a week. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna forget the days now. I think they're Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturdays. And I'll probably be there this weekend. Dope. So yeah, we, they're awesome. I'm gonna hop in there. Maybe maybe I'll hop in there tonight. I keep wanting to go in there, and every every time I throw on my headset and go in there, I'm like, "Oh damn it, it's over." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like at that. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I've had some of the best, um, and I've also written like now that I'm doing a little bit of stand up in real life again, I've got like a lot of VR jokes that work in in the real world that I never had confidence nice. in. Really? Because I didn't I didn't trust the um, universal understanding that people have of what VR is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I have a joke where I talk, which is a true story, where I talk about how I had, uh, I was on a date, and a girl came home, and the first, and I live in a studio apartment, and the first thing she notices is that I have big giant blinking sensors mounted in all the corners of my room, and how you have to explain <laughs> what that is, and you realize yeah. how deep in the VR hole you are when you're like, no, those are motion trackers, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so like things like that, that I would have never thought of unless I was doing sets in VR. Cause that just came out of crowd work that I had with somebody who was talking during one of my sets and it became this great bit. That's amazing. So VR is getting popular and, uh, and adopted enough now where people are starting normal everyday people are starting to understand and think VR jokes are funny. They get VR jokes. Wow. So good. We're doing it guys. Good. It's getting there. So <laughs> honestly, there's like two things that to me and the VR comedy thing need to overcome that will like make the thing a million times better. The first one I've already mentioned. And then the second one what is was the first one, the facial tracking. Or, uh, well, or yeah, just audience interaction yeah. and like how best like to find like a like a cohesive and like energetically reciprocating situation yeah. you know yeah in um, some rooms it just sort of happens and then other rooms yeah you'll get off and be like that was just kind of a weird vibe all night be tough dude and the other thing that's tough is audio latency and that's something that like we only barely struggle with in a format like this one you know i would say the latency here is like maybe a half a second or maybe trying to get upwards to a second or something possibly but in vr when people are like everybody's in there using a quest 2 everybody's mics are all fucking cackling and shit like audio latency is kind of a problem and like people laughing into oculus quest mics all like coming together like the microphone situation like is pretty messed up and like we'll have you know the host of the show come up and be like yep you know and it's like ah like that's 100 the biggest issue like a couple times i've tried to use a mic like this in vr where I like put my headset on, but then I'll like oh, yeah. sit up at the table and like hook up this mic. But the problem is that you're in VR, so all of a sudden I'm over here, <laughs> I'm talking to someone, and I'm waving, and no one can hear me anymore. Yep, I can only use the mod mic. It's the only one I trust with VR now. It's, it's the only that. thing I trust. Yeah. Yeah, mod I, mic is incredible. I love my mod mic. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you go through my backlog, like the audio goes through a million different grades of crappy before I find the mod mic. <laughs> <laughs> And we notice right now, let me put you back on full screen, that you have two microphones because you're you're twice as funny I as do. everyone else. Yeah, you got your mod <laughs> mic and your headset mic. That's yeah, funny. I haven't invested in a headset without a microphone, so I just attached it, and now I double duty. I mean, that dude, that could be your signature look right there. There you go. I, I like, you. Leg behind the head, two mics. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. The leg behind the head, that was my signature for a long time. Yeah, I imagine that one started at like age five. Yeah. Right. Like, that's the second you friends. figured it out, you're like, I'm going to do this every day. That's 100% it. Yeah. Well, and hopefully, then I realized that uh, you could you get a cheap laugh out of it at comedy shows if you do it. Well, hopefully, hopefully by the end of the show, we'll have uh, a leg behind the head. Yeah, right. <laughs> enough. I was kind of expecting it when when the when the camera connected. You oh, know, it was just going to oh, be there. Like I should have done that. I'm a performer. I, mean, I gave you. The, I I tried to like. I didn't want to like spoon feed it to you. You know, I was going to be like. I see. need it. I need. He's pretty good. Figured you were a professional. But... Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. I have it stretched yet. It's early. Um, <laughs> hey, for the record, I use the Rode wireless kit. Uh, it's like a like a lavalier microphone, and I oh, plug perfect. it in straight into my DSLR, and that sounds pretty damn good. But I don't really play games with that setup because the battery it's like a battery thing. And I'm like, uh, which I guess the mod mic must be too, right? Like that thing must have a battery. Yeah, my I'm getting the, the, the wired version. Um, which I, I have a wired one, yeah. So, my when oh. I record VR videos, half of the comedy is for me trying to move because I've got, 
I've got the wired headset and then the wired mod mic, and then sometimes I'll do the link cable. It, it's a mess, but it's fun. Oh man! So so the battery mod mic. I have to say one of the one of the problems I have with it is it doesn't just turn off if there's nothing happening. And sometimes I'll leave it on, and it'll it'll go for days. It'll literally go for days without a recharge. It's yeah. A, it's, so it's got the bat. I don't know how they got such a good battery in there, but but it's good stuff. So I mean, Antline really thought through who is going to be using their headsets and optimizing them for those users, which I think is why they're like really the the ones setting the standard in VR recording. They are for sure. Has has your VR experience changed a lot? Like the way that you enjoy VR since you started cranking out these videos? Because like, dude, you are like you're going through the fucking catalog, man. Like I'm like you're putting out a different game like all the time. So you know what's it been like to uh, kind of start to go through a bunch of different kinds of games? And like, does it feel different to enjoy VR recreationally now that you've kind of been like up and running like this? Yeah, it's it's definitely a very different like way of of playing vr that i have now um because yeah that was i that was always my goal was i wanted to eventually cover every single vr game that's always been the long goal is to cover <laughs> a video at least one video on every single vr game nice the case like hold my beer yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of years on me i'm gonna catch up one day <laughs> but uh, yeah the goal is to is to show that every single game can can be funny and 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 sort of wacky and ridiculous in its own way but um, I love that the way I record, which I love is that all my videos, I start recording the first time I ever try the game. And I probably record my first two to three hours of just going in blind without knowing anything about any of the games. And um, that's, uh, that's actually my preferred way to play now, because I've always been a guy who likes to experience something and then say, now that I have that experience, what else can I experience? And so this gives me a reason to sort of see the whole gambit from from good to bad from like really experimental to really standard vr experiences and have just like a little bit of a of a taste of, of everything and see sort of where my thoughts lie in the whole the whole gradient of it i guess dude it's weird man when like when there's like a time where like you go from just like loving vr to like vr's life you know yeah. and like that <laughs> when that clicks over like enjoying vr in my opinion, changes pretty dr dramatically, which is why I asked, you know, because like I personally don't enjoy VR in the same ways that I did when I first fell in love with it. You it's know? definitely like, true. It's way different. Like I used to play Firewall every single day. Like the same, like I would hit up the squad every morning, like first thing in the morning, boom, like, yo, what's up? Grab the aim controller, like in there for hours, like every day. Wow. Like I played that shit every fucking day. And now like, I'll play a game for long enough to get the information that I need or the content that I need or the experience that I was trying to have. And then it's like, like that's in the fucking in the rear view. And I'm like looking at the next thing. Mm -hmm. because so many games come out all the time and we're like always looking for new things to talk about. And there's always just like hype train departing the station every goddamn day, you know? And it's like, you can't, it's like hard to become a part of one of those gaming communities in the way that you do before you like, that's, that is true yeah. yeah yeah and and i have found i have found this that sort of similar experience where um yeah because yeah now that i think about it, there were games that i used to play every day and now i'm sort of at a place where every time i play a game i'm afraid to not be recording it because i'm always just right. 
while I'm in the even story games, I almost never play VR story games without recording because the whole time I'm just trying to think of of jokes and oh, this would be funny to say here. I wish I I, I got to write this down and go back. So yeah, it's sort of got me in a rhythm where I play like a new game every other day. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a game I really enjoy, I don't usually go back to it for a while. I got to tell you, man, you know what's kind of ruined my VR life uh, mm-hmm. is is Population One because that's that's all that's all I want to play. Really? New games come out, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna play that, and I buy it and everything, and then I go put my headset on and I just click on Population One. <laughs> that's, there's that. That's how Hyperdash is for me now. That's like oh, the dude. new game that I can that I am going back that to. That would be me if I could hop in with my friends, but I am not going through every server and looking at every name in there to see who I can play with. I'm just not doing it. So once Hyperdash gets some squad support, I will be there. Until yeah. then, <laughs> population one it is. But, so uh, how's how do you like uh, how do you like the new Pop One season one? Oh, I really like it, man. They really did some great great things. I really like the summit area. You know that that whole almost under half underground bunker that they put in there you know there's a glass roof you can stand on it and shoot it and come busting down Where is that? like a badass yeah i haven't it's, gotten to that place yet like, this, is what I'm fucking, this is what i'm fucking talking about because i was like playing pop one a lot and now i'm fucking busy and i'm doing all this shit and yeah. now i've only played season one like one time last night and i was testing the fucking be haptics mod the whole time uh, you know yeah. like i was yeah. like, still doing yeah. things when it becomes work it, it becomes different uh, it it's just like any it's yep. different it's yeah. like yeah you yeah. start to think oh i could be doing this and this with it. yeah <laughs> yeah but it's it's good they genuinely did a really good job and and going from no melee to having multiple melee weapons has been fantastic i really think they did a really really good job you know they got they got things in there that doesn't really matter like you know, you can spray paint stuff on walls, but you don't just walk up with a spray paint can. You pick a tag, you point it at the wall, you click the button, and it leaves a mark. No one really even uses it. You know, just stuff like that. There's the battle pass. You pay five bucks. You level up quickly, and you get new skins through. You know, it's all cosmetic. All cosmetic. You get a couple of player skins. You get gun skins. But you do not have to buy the battle pass at all, and you will just miss out on just those cosmetic items. So there's no other. I'm going to go on record. Fortnite approach. I'm going to go yeah. on record and say I fucking love the Battle Pass systems. I do too. Across all It's a great way games. to do it. It is a great way to do it. It gives people who play every day additional incentives and more things to unlock and more things to flex on everybody. And it doesn't affect the core gameplay for the people who play casually. And yeah. you can't get in a competitive advantage by, by paying into these things. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is like, yeah, but I'll, and, I, here's and my it, and it incentivizes the company to continue supporting a game that people want to be supported. It's sort of like a like a flag marker of hey, you've got a lot of people who are still investing in this game, so in turn they'll invest in it and it'll continue to yeah. grow. My only gripe is that if you're going to have a battle pass system, you shouldn't charge thirty dollars for the game. I do agree. Yeah, yeah. I was like wondering whether or not I was going to express that sentiment. Yeah. I think free to play model with battle passes is truly the best way to approach it because yeah. then there's no risk involved for right. people to become a part of the community. You can try the game. If you love it, you'll buy into the fucking battle pass. Yeah. People do like they'll want yeah. the skins. They'll want the additional stuff. Yeah. Like you don't want to be walking around out there in a vanilla skin. If you play the game regularly. 
And, and with the size of the VR community, right, we have a much smaller community than flat games, and I understand that. So maybe you can't do a free-to-play with the Battle Pass system and really be able to keep the servers up that you have right. to, because you get yeah, to pay. I would, I would servers... expect like a $15 right. buy, so and I, I think that would be reasonable for a VR game with a Battle Pass. I agree. Pass. 10 15 bucks if there's a Battle Pass system. The developer still makes money. They can hopefully still you know, afford the, the cost of the servers and all the things they have to do to maintain and pay their employees to update the game. But man, a, a full $30 is pretty much the highest priced here in VR. I mean, there's a couple of, yeah, couple metal of big dogs. <laughs> yeah, Medal of Honor. What a yeah. bunch of morons but they were the with one, that. The one big game I uh, still to say I've never played because I refuse to pay $60. Don't. don't. It is garbage. It is a, it's a $10 game at best. Oh, yeah. At best, man. I mean, they really, they ignored everything anyone has done in VR. And they were like, nope, we're not looking. We're just going to do our own thing. And we're not looking and seeing what, yeah, how anyone else has failed or they succeeded. their brand alone, they could just do their own thing. I also saw Rendered yeah. brought up, uh, Rendered Reality brought up contractors. If anyone ever mm. wants to get together for a contractor server, I've been trying to play that. I've been wanting to do a video on it for so long, but I always log on at the wrong times. Let's do it. Let's all hop into contractors. That'd it's a fun. fantastic game. Yeah, Dude, so you don't want to play with Sean? She'd be on my fucking team. If yeah. we're playing, Sean's on my Sean's team. Sean's going to destroy everyone. Yes, I'll, absolutely. I'll, I'll take you all down. <laughs> I'm <not going> <laughs> reload again. I forgot. So the reason, <laughs> the only reason why I am personally okay with the price tag of Population 1 is because they did the opposite of what you guys are complaining about with Medal of Honor. Like, yes. they, they listened yep. to everything that yes. everyone they is doing are. in VR, and they applied all of the feedback that they got from their community. They did everything Except for pricing. Right. Except for pricing. That's the only thing. But 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 here's the thing. Yes, that game was developed for, like, how many years before it came out? Oh, my God. It was a full PC-only game. And, and then, then they, they made it down the quest. And they, and, they, and they rewrote is, everything from scratch. That is so much yes. work. Yes. For nothing. Yes. Like That's they crazy. worked for years, yep. for years to bring us this game without a fucking dime. Yep. And they let thousands of people play it for free for years for in years? their yeah. alpha and betas. Yep. So for it to come out at $30 for like literally these people's lives being invested yes. into this shit for the past three, four years, like, dude, 30 bucks? Like, I've spent 30 bucks on a fucking pizza order. You yeah. know, like, I can do it for the best game in VR. There's only, there's yeah. very few games that I have gotten more from my money out of than Population One. I mean, I think I paid 30, no, I think I paid $60 for, for um, No Man's Sky. And that one I have hundreds and hundreds of hours into, but no, that's the crazy. only one. That's the only game that I have more hours than Population One. And every time, you know, I would just go hang out in Population One if there were no players. If you could just go into that world alone and just build and just run around and break windows, I'd go in there and do that. Like it, the environment is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The mechanics are fantastic. The flying is amazing. The cli I think it it's some of just... the cleanest gunplay mechanics in an online game for VR, yeah. I think. It's and great. It's, and it's approachable it's too. Like the yeah. like the speed of the bullets and the way that you have to aim in that game is approachable by mm -hmm. like a more casual gamer. Like yes. and onward, yeah. like if you're not like on and like <laughs> on, yeah. then yeah. and all of a sudden you just like drop out of nowhere. You have yeah. no idea where it came yep. from. Like you just spawn and die. Right. Yep. Pop one, like it's very easy to tell what's going on. It's very easy yep. to tell why your shot missed. Like you can watch it go wide you're like yep. okay let me adjust mm -hmm. this now like i very rarely shoot down the sights because after my first bullet i know the adjustments i need to make I yeah pull the trigger it's like okay i'm way off here and i pull it yeah. over you know so it's a very approachable game and i have friends from high school now who you know haven't gamed 
since we were in high school, I've been gaming the whole time, but <laughs> they all stopped. <laughs> and now these people are like picking up Oculus Quest 2s. I played with a couple of high school friends last night who I haven't talked to in fucking years. Yeah. And we played Pop 1 last night. Wow. It's great, dude. That's so awesome. And I played with someone that I that I used to play flat games with and would not make that jump over to VR. They did for a minute. They bought a Quest, and then they're like, eh, forget it. And they went back to their, you know, escape from Tarkov and stuff like that. But last night, my, my homie hopped in, and we played some uh, Population 1, and, you know, and we had a blast. Yeah. We had a fucking blast. So I love this game. This game has done so much to just oh, yeah. bring adoption into VR. I mean, it's it's really, they've done a great job. And because of that, I would definitely pay that 30, and I have paid that $30 over and over. I've bought that game for people. You know, it's just so freaking good. Yeah. It is yeah, so good. Yeah, I think good. I bought it twice. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. And I, I, I buy stuff in the game all the time because I just want to support those guys. Really which is do. good. And yeah. like I said, like the $30 price tag, when I think about all that yeah. shit, it's fucking here. Yeah. It's just oh, hard yeah. when when you come when you try to convince a flat gamer that that's all they ever knew to come into this game to pay the thirty dollars plus pay a battle pass or whatever whatever it is that there's cosmetic things that you can upgrade and buy with real money they get butt hurt about it you know what I mean because they just haven't been in the VR community for a little yeah. while they don't really know how how it goes but you know it's it's so worth it that game is worth every dime plus more yeah now t have you guys ever gotten into Viveport? That's something yes. I've been using a lot. I that's been the godsend for my videos, is the Viveport subscription. I can't tell enough people about that. Viveport's Viveport's great. It's good. I mean, you it's like the Netflix of VR games, right? And yeah, it's like five dollars a month, I think six. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, you know, so they kind of get you on some stuff though sometimes too. I remember last year I subscribed. They had a Black Friday deal. Subscribe. It was like like two dollars yeah. a month oh, I remember that. or something i got yeah. a couple years of it but then but then um that next year they hit me with like a 120 dollar fee and i was like what the hell is up with this you know so they yeah. kind of they get you in there and then the next year they kind of they kind of pull out your wallet yeah i've just I've been doing for a monthly subscription probably for a year and a half now um whenever i want to make a new video and i don't have a game in in the lineup i'll just go on viveport and see what they have yeah which is great and like I think that that is a really good idea for like not me and, and you honestly like yeah like because right. I, I get access to so much stuff all right. the time and I'm right. like you know with the work to be happy yeah. I have like new titles coming in all the time that I'm playing and testing and it's like I've got my fucking plate full but like people out there who are maybe new to VR mm -hmm. you know or like don't have a lot yeah, of games right. like that people is just yes. want to have stuff to experience out the gate mm -hmm. there's a lot of titles on I haven't used it in a while, but from time to time, I'll just go back and check and be like, oh, I didn't know they had this on. I haven't had that yet. I'll check that I, out. And I haven't used mine in a while either, and I'll tell you why. Tell you why I'm about to get bitter here. Uh -oh. <laughs> I, the reason I haven't used mine is because I bought a $1,000 index thinking it would be the best thing that ever happened to me. And I can never play PC VR because the fucking thing is always broken. My controllers oh, are broken. Oh, my headset's oh. broken. This shit is always broken. It is always That's broken. Cheap. Do not waste your money on an index. I know Mateo's going to have a shit fit in the chat right here, <laughs> but it is fucking garbage. Their build quality is garbage. I'm just going to say it. Wow. I'm say it. It's garbage. I was about to pull the trigger on one because I, 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 I have my Quest 2 here, that, and then I have this. Uh, this was like the launch model Vive, which I haven't used in a long time. Well, and this is, I mean, this means this, like, these are not, 
Like these, I don't think he would say this lightly. You know, like when I no. first met Skiva, he was like still like valve, valve. I just valve, got valve. so I just got the index when we met, and and I love Half Life, and I love Valve, and I love the IPs they put out. But holy shit, if that thing is not broken all the goddamn time, yeah. I can never do anything. I'm always like not making the videos I want to make because my shit's broken. I, I've gone through three sets of controllers. It will be my fourth if they actually swap them out yet again. I've been through yeah. two headsets. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. $1,000 for a headset that's always broken. If I pay a gr my quest, my quest is $299. I've dropped the thing on the floor. It's My controllers have gone flying up against the walls. Very resilient. And it's like, what the hell? The thing is always working. Why won't my $1,000 piece of trash work? And it doesn't work standalone. Like, no. That's the yeah. thing. It's like the quest is just. Yeah. I had that issue with my Vive where the reason I stopped using it is because all the headset has never had an issue. The headset's always worked. Yes. Everything else has broken. I've had to replace four Vive controllers, which are like 100 bucks each. Ooh, yeah. I've had to replace two base stations that just stopped working for no reason. Gosh. And that kind of stuff is where, and that's when I realized that they were like, it's going to cost $200 to replace your base station. And that was right when they announced the Quest 2. So I said, Ooh. if you get a free one, I'm just going to buy a Quest 2 and never use this again. Yeah. And it was unfortunate because yeah. I loved the, the, the original Vive for so long, but it just... Yeah. My, my original vibe still works still works the thing has been the thing has gone through hell and it still works yeah, the headsets themselves are yeah so dirty yeah. they really are well and they now really everybody's are. talking about how on steam vr oculus quest 2 is the most used headset it is but before we go to that i do want to talk about one quick thing because uh if i can find the right button uh so HTC came mm -hmm. out with a little little oh, bit yeah. of spoiler thing where they pretty much just said, what, what was it that they said again exactly? The balls it's in your, your It's board. your move. It's, I it's think. your yeah. move. Yeah. So, and they showed a picture of the, um, of the Vive logo on this piece of plastic, right? It, it's not a lot, but we know. This is typical that HTC marketing. This is typical <laughs> HTC marketing. Yeah. But we do know, right, that... That there is competition coming. You do and a lot of people think this is not going to be a standalone headset. A lot of people think that mm. HTC is only in the business of of high end headsets. But I'll tell you what, that may have been the case before. But money is a huge magnetic attractor of everything, right? And they see the the success that they were trying to get with the HTC Vive products. Mm -hmm. They see that all in 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 the Quest and the Quest Two, and and they have the Vive Focus which only came out in, in select countries. But that was their stepping stone. Me and you have both tried it. It was kind of, you know what I mean? But like- I was curious how that was because I was really interested in that for a yeah, while. It's not comfortable. It's not great. But I'll tell you what, they now have had years and years and years to work on this stuff. Years to, to kind of check out what's happening on the quest front and really kind of do their own thing. And if they do not come out with a standout headset and standalone headset and they come out with a PCVR only headset, um, I believe it's their doom. So I really do think that this is going to be a standalone headset. And I also think that it will probably have native um, PC VR streaming, um, kind of like the Pico has, because they have Viveport. They have, they are one of the only companies that can come out of this gate swinging with a full, because you can, anyone can make a headset. Maybe it won't be great, but anyone can make a headset. But what you can't do is have a huge catalog and a server infrastructure system to serve out all of these games. You know what I mean? And they have Viveport. 
So they have the foundation to make this what it needs to be. And I, and I think that's what they're going to do. Personally, this is just me speculating. What do you think, Andy? So That's what I'm hoping for. And I, I agree that I think if they were to come out and say, we've got a new, I think if the price point of it, of this, whatever it is, is going to be the, the factor. Yeah. I think if it's more than $600, that it's, it's going to fail or flop in based yeah. on what their expectations are. I think if they, I think if they came out with a direct competitor to the Quest Two, um, I think that would be the best move, and that's that's what I guess when I saw it because I, I just, yeah, I agree with you. I think anything else would be kind of a lot like of a you, There's a lot of people out there going, nope, they're definitely coming out with a PC VR, you know, high model and headset. But I'm telling I mean, you, you guys, assume they've got these business guys. HTC is such a huge yeah. company. They've been running all of their decisions. At, at the top level in terms of what goes is made based made on made based on numbers they've got people yeah. running the numbers on how many headsets what type of headsets and what price points are the major market numbers and it's quest too so i feel like those yeah. guys must have pressured htc you've got to come up with something fast to steal sure. that money. And, and just recently they canned the high-end management and they brought in all new people Right. So there's no way these new people came in and go and said, I got an idea. Let's make the same failures that we did before. That, that, yeah, there's no way that happened. There's no way. It. So yeah. there's there's a, a part of me that wants to say that I think either one could potentially be a great sure. thing. Sure. Either either scenario, either a high end wired competitor or a standalone competitor. And I will explain why now. Obviously, the, the standalone competitor. <laughs> obviously, the standalone competitor makes sense. You know, that's what that's the point you guys have just been making. But to your point about the index fucking sucking and the Cosmos fucking sucking and the G two fucking sucking, there literally is not a fucking sucking. Literally- <laughs> one more time, one more time for the people. <laughs> there is literally not yes, a, a high quality, new, worthwhile wired VR headset. Does it that matter though? Are well, there enough? Maybe. Are Actually, there enough people playing PC you know what VR? Could be interesting is if they come up with a PC VR headset that is comparable to an Index, but like. Two or three hundred dollars cheaper. Like yes. if they could have something at a G two price yeah. range that's at an index level of tracking and, yeah. and it uh, resolution and, it and historically, works, that could be interesting. historically HTC has always come out way above what everyone's wanted to pay, and they've always gotten all this negative press about it. Now, hopefully, this new management comes in and says we're going to change all that, right? But they'll come out and they'll they'll. They'll put out these products that are inferior to the products that are currently out, and they'll charge almost more than everyone else. And no one really understands. And to top that off, they will treat their customers like absolute garbage. I don't know if you remember the original Vive days, but if there, if you did have a problem, those people shit all over you, and it, it yeah. was a huge, it was a huge, huge issue, right? And I think that's why Valve split split ways with them and went a different direction because they didn't want that's that's terrible. You don't treat your customers like that and expect them to come and buy something new from you again. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, the so, customer service was yeah. never there. It was terrible, and and you, you can't be like that. You just can't. And with all the terrible things they say about Facebook and Oculus, you know, they put out they put out you know that Elite headset. I wish I had it right here. I have another broken Elite battery head strap. <laughs> but every time something breaks or goes wrong, these guys fix it. Even if my shit's out of warranty, they'll say, hey, your stuff's out of warranty, but we're going to replace it anyway. 
because that's how you treat your customers. You know what I mean? You also go, and the best way to treat customers is to steal all their data and sell it to everyone and make you a new product. No, I'm just kidding. But, like... you... <laughs> but you do have to give the illusion that you give a shit, right? Yeah. You please. buy this hardware, you need that illusion that you give a crap, so. Yeah, you want all people right. to have some sort of security. And ultimately that is what pushed me away from HTC is that all the peripherals were breaking on no fault of my own. It was just because the the motors inside the controllers and the base stations would just die. Yeah. And so, they told me that they just broke and they would never help it because of the warranty. Let me let me put out a tip out there for anyone that uses Steam VR tracking, because a lot of people don't know this exists. So if you go into your Steam settings, you can go into the base station settings and you can set the base stations. And I don't know why this isn't by default a thing, but you can set them to go to sleep every time you turn off your steam vr i so never not, knew so they're because they just constantly spin they're constantly shooting lasers yeah, all over the room full blast going all the time but if you set your base stations to sleep every time steam vr is off chances are they're going to last a lot longer mm, so that's a good idea i think i'm gonna do that when i go home there you go Corey vr in the chat has kind of like broken this down for us a little bit and he says the Facebook Quest 2, thanks for calling it as it is, I guess. Yep. <laughs> uh, 256 gigabyte, 400 pounds, plus Elite mm -hmm. Head Strap, 129 pounds, plus oh, we have the conversion rate right here. 16 pounds, um, uh, basically brings it to 545 pounds as a standalone device that can actually mm -hmm. do something. So 754 US dollars. So 700 bucks. Like that's the price of a fucking high end. PC VR yeah, headset, yeah, you know, yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would like, I personally would like for them, I, for either. I think a standalone device that is competing directly with the Quest is the most obvious thing that could create a big impact in the VR market. But a nice new, actually good wired PC VR headset with good tracking would be dope because I personally notice the difference between a tracked room and optical tracking and everybody else says that it's you know inside out inside out but the outside in is just better it is and better. until it gets better i probably won't prefer the other one yeah. yeah yeah i mean but we are we are connoisseurs of stuff you know what i mean yeah. we want the best joe and sally walmart do not give a rat's ass no they just want to know their hands are there. Oh my God, it's my hands. Their, their hands don't move at the speed of mine. Right, this is true. I'm like, like, black, like you got those beat saber hands. Dude shreds blocks like That's right. nobody's I'm shredding. They can't <laughs> yeah. do it. They'll never notice the tracking differences. Yeah. But when I bring my swing all the way back behind my fucking back to like get behind the thing and I lose tracking because I've gone over here, mm -hmm. that's a problem for me. It is. Yeah, it's just like how like uh, Super Smash Bro professional players will only play on CRTVs. Right. Is that yeah. like latency is just better? Like you can't make these movements without yep. the proper latency and the proper resolution. And it's true. That's yeah, when it hits that level, it it matters. Yep, yeah. it absolutely does. Oh, man, I love Smash Bros, dude. <laughs> I wish so, I was good I at. It. I was gonna get you off on dude, that. I love that game. <laughs> if anybody thinks they're good, come at me. Like I'm not, I'm not a pro. Like I, you, if I went to a tournament, I would get bodied, like for sure, right? But if unless you're playing in tournaments, I'm gonna put my money on me. Just saying. <laughs> it's a big claim. Wanna, all right. All right, everyone in our audience today, I want to see some people come and shred Alex. That's come all. at me. I did. I played some Switch <laughs> with... Uh, I played some Mario Kart with Grumpy Duck. Oh, nice. He had like a oh, big that group. fun. Oh, man. Yeah. I love Grumpy it's Duck. It's nice to what like, play some yeah. Nintendo or yeah. some other shit with some of these people sometimes. You know, yeah. it's like, eh, we don't... 
I don't only do VR. Like yeah. I play yeah. on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I will say Alex and I have had some legendary population one games. That we have. Nice. nice. I you have not played with me. I guess I'm just the... Dude, let's get the squad. This week. <laughs> One, it. two, three. Population three. three. Let's oh. take some wins. Yep. Dude, it's always a good time, man. I uh, I appreciate how you uh, are dedicated to having a fucking good time when you're doing all of this stuff. You know, I mean, some people, you get into VR, it just becomes a part of your everyday life. And then you're just like, you're in the headset and you just start getting aggravated. 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 And, you know, you stop stop having as much fun. And, like, every time we've we've linked up in VR, it's just been a fucking riot. And, I mean, every time yeah. we've linked up, period, here in VR, otherwise, mm-hmm. it's always a good time, man. So thanks for bringing the good vibes. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. That's why I always, I always try to do that. I'm like, at the, at, at the least, even if people don't enjoy the videos, I hope they find the energy fun. Yeah. And remember um, that you can always bring that to the game. We'll see. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. They, do. they like the dick jokes I do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so so why don't why don't you like give us some closing thoughts, obscure nerd? You know, what's what's on your mind before we wrap this up? Uh nothing. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Nothing's on my mind. Yeah, dude. I'm a Blake slave. <laughs> something wrong. I think something went wrong. I've been hit by microwaves. Um no, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited to see where VR continues to go. I'm super excited because there's more and more multiplayer games coming out. That I think that's really where I enjoy con- creating content for the most, is just hopping into a game and interacting with that community for a couple hours and seeing what kind of fun, weird stuff we can get into. Um, so I'm super excited. Yes, rendered reality, we got to do contractors. Um, I have a question for you. Have you done any content in uh, Gorilla Tag? My Gorilla Tag video is one of my favorites. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, so that, me and, that game, for some reason, has br- blown up, right? And for some yeah. reason, there was like 42,000 people playing it in the first two weeks, which I can't believe because I think it's They're fucking crazy. horrible. <laughs> it's a terrible game. Uh, me and Aspen went in there and we're like, what the heck is this crap? Yeah. We're like running around like, and we're like, no, let's play some Pop 1. So we went... But anyway, there's a lot of people in there, and I could see how you could make some really funny content. Must be a generational sure. thing. Yeah, yeah, I had some fun interactions in that. <laughs> <laughs> but Gorilla Tag Two is another one where I literally my video I did on that I recorded for like 40 minutes because I w- I was wheezing, I was ill at the end of it. <laughs> 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 All of throwing your arms around. Yeah, it's man. Like 30 minutes of that is a workout. It is. It is. And and for no, there's no, there's nothing to really do. I mean, you just kind of tag your friends, but there's no like, oh, this person won. It just kind of starts over. Everyone's untagged and you just, yep. there's nothing. I don't know. It's just kind of lame And it, it it's like being inside of a PlayStation 1 game. That's what the textures are. That's that exactly what the textures are like. Yeah. It's definitely a PS1 level. I haven't played it, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to love it. I just it's, like, it's funny. I, I think it's like kind of it. funny. I was just like trying to talk to no people way. in it while I was trying to catch them. It's like, I was like, come on, I'm wheezing. I need this. This is all I have. Like, <laughs> seeing how people react to things like that is really fun. Uh, our Red X Army, if you don't know what Gorilla Tag is, uh, right after our broadcast, which is going to end momentarily, go over to Andy Obscure Nerd's channel. Links are below in our description and check out his Gorilla Tag video, and he will give you the true essence of what it is to uh, reject humanity and become a monk. It's true. It's, it's the truest experience. Monk. Monk. Obscure nerd, dude. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been so much fun. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to our inevitable multiplayer games. That Hell yeah. Yes. I am let's, very stoked to play with you. Let's start a group chat. I'm excited. Yep. Yep. Group chat is, Thank you guys so much again. Hot. Absolutely, dude. Uh, we hope that you'll join us again one day. Uh, everybody in chat, say bye to Andy. Bye, Andy. Bye. We're going cool. to eject you. Adios. And with that, we have... Oh, we've lost him. He's gone forever. Crap, and I didn't change the thing for next week's oh, guest. You son Holy of... cow, can I am I am fired again. Can you change it now? I can. I just have to figure out who exactly is our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys all for joining us in the chat today. Onikaze, Glitch Fandango, uh, Lissa, Red X Army, Sean from Rendered Reality, um, Aspen Darkfire, uh, Croy, dude. Obscure nerd, of course, our guest is also in the chat. Dude, all you guys, get to the chopper showing up right oh. in time. Oh. Oh, can you plug that oh. in? Oh, yes. Let me change it here real quick. Cool. So we have a really good guest, I think, next week. This guy is someone I've always wanted to talk to. Um, and it is... Like <laughs> spell... Let's see, we got Blake J. Harris. And if you don't know who this guy is, he is a famous, in my world, he's a famous author. <laughs> and he wrote, he wrote the book, um, The History of the Future. And this is a book all about the beginnings of Oculus and all of the players involved in making um, virtual reality come to life. And to me, it was one of the coolest books I have ever read. To the point where I was like, man, they got to make a friggin' movie out of this because I think it would be absolutely incredible. But maybe it's because I'm in the VR bubble, right? But I really enjoyed that book. So come on back here next week and join us with Blake J. Harris. Yep. You've got a week to check out the history of the future yep. and read that shit. So that way you can come into the chat with it some questions for this guy. Awesome. Um, awesome. We're, we'll see what happens. He he agreed to, to come onto the show for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just because he doesn't understand how cool we are. Yeah. And like maybe no once we get into the conversation, he'll be like, okay, I, I might have a little bit more time, you know. But there's a chance that we might just have our guest next week for 30 minutes. Yep. Which um, will be kind of unique because we normally yeah. have everybody for the whole show. Yeah, whatever. It'll just be more me and you. Yeah, which I mean, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there it is. Blake J. Harris next week. Thank you guys Sweet. again so much for being here. And um, thanks again to Andy, Obscure Nerd Southern. And uh, thank you, Skiva, for being awesome at everything you do. And thank you, everyone. And thank you, guys. And thank everyone. And thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
What's up, peeps? I bet you half of you are gone. <laughs> and the other half of you are wondering what the fuck is going on right yes, now. Yes, yes. So I just noticed Sean. Actually, you know, I think Sean did something similar to this one time. Because we were going to have them on our show. And then they forgot to say something. And then they, like, were going to end the show. And then they came back <laughs> and remembered to plug it. And yes. that's why we're back right now. It's because tomorrow morning, in case yes. you didn't get enough of Steven and I during this show, tomorrow morning we are going to be on Coffee and VR over yes. on Rendered Reality on YouTube. It is our favorite fucking VR YouTube favorite podcast. Favorite. We love those guys. We are so stoked to be on the show. Yep. And we realized that we needed to come on and explicitly say, Come tomorrow morning, coffee and VR. We are honored to be a part of it, yep. and um, and that's it. Cool. Okay. All right, guys. Bye again. Now, bye. <laughs> bye.